Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital, and welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the video games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. This week, I am joined by the former DIMP Digital Gaming Quiz champion, it's Pac-Man himself, it's Tom Adcock. How's it going? It's going alright, mate. Lockdown life, week whatever, sort oh. of. By the time this airs, it might all be over. That's sometimes how the recording schedule goes. Like, we get a load stacked up, and then um, they don't get released within a timely manner. So I try and cut out any sort yeah, of Yeah, time stamps as now, haven't I? Yeah. Someone could be listening to this in We're in the years, second right? wave as this goes out, I reckon. Like, huge second wave. Like, Boris is right under the cosh. Cummins is gone. Like, they've got rid of him because they thought, right, try and get some goodwill with the public. And and Boris is being blamed for this ridiculous second wave like everyone down South End Seafront just packing it out. It's good. You've gambled on the sort of some outcomes. I was going to go more down the sort of I'm I'm playing the video game pandemic and yeah. uh, I'm in lockdown, but safer choice. No, no, I'm good though, mate. Got had some Virgin wine delivered earlier. Always good. And uh, God, well, I've, I'm lying. I haven't got this delivered, but uh, I'm really into my Kuna Big Wave Golden Ale beer. If anyone is looking for a beer recommendation, that yeah, one's... I've I've heard about this. I've seen it in some trendy pubs. Not that I've been to, just pictures of it. What? Where? How do I get hold of this? Because I want to try this this big wave. Uh, where the only place I know locally uh, is Waitrose. Other supermarkets yeah. are available. Yeah. Uh, they have it. They've actually got a really good. Like it's expensive, obviously, but if you like a craft beer or yeah. little turnip brewery, they're actually pretty good for that. I will pop in there and spend sort of like thirty to forty pounds and just pick up a load of randoms. And uh, yeah, this one is a favourite. It's very good. Excellent. Well, I'll try and get my hands on that. Um, we're going to have a little retrospective look back on the original Streets of Rage trilogy and then Adcock, you and I are going to give our impressions of Streets of Rage 4 which we played through together uh, on Xbox Game Pass, one of the greatest value products out there for a gamer if you've got an Xbox, like we can praise that later on because it really it really is great value but before we get into the main crux of the show, I have to let you know that if you do enjoy Idle Game Chat, again First of all, make sure that anyone who plays video games that you know knows that we're available on all podcast apps and YouTube. It's all completely free. But if you do want to send some money our way, you can give us a tip or earn some perks and other bits and bobs if you head over to patreon.com forward slash idle game chat and you'll have the opportunity to become one of our very special patrons. Um, If you can't, or you don't want to, no bother. We thank you for giving up your time to listen to us today or over several days, which some people do for the slightly longer podcasts. Streets of Rage 3. Well, not Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage the trilogy, I should say. Now, before I start talking about those particular games individually, you were a Nintendo kid back in the day. You know, you're from that side of the fence, that yep. side of the tracks. I want to know from your perspective what the view was of Streets of Rage uh, back then and what the equivalent of what Nintendo had 
because there was at this stage like a huge divide in what games were put on um, on each platform. And obviously Sega developed Streets of Rage, so it's never going to come to a, a Nintendo console. But do you remember this sort of ruffling feathers in in the world of gaming and popping up and people going, "Cool, look what that look what that Mega Drive can do with that. That's that's better than what we've got on Nintendo." Yeah, if you'd asked me back then, mate, I would have shat all over this game franchise. <laughs> would have hated it. Uh, yeah, I remember it pretty clearly. So, Jesus. Um, as you say, our Super Nintendo all the way, and we had a uh, Final Fight. Loving that straight from uh, the uh, arcade conversion. It looked amazing, played mm-hmm. amazing. <clears throat> but because it was a 16-bit console, it was also stripped back to the basics. So, you know, playing these games with a, a mate two-player your brother or whatever was one of the highlights that's stripped out right one of the levels was stripped out Uh, one of the characters you only had three was stripped out they actually i don't (laughs) know if you know this they released i I don't remember it in stores but it got released and in europe they re-released the game called final fight guy so it dropped one of the other characters and you had the choice of the first drops character oh my god ridiculous full title full cost and that was when correct me if i'm wrong like games were expensive back then oh yeah mate i had this on import probably 65 70 quid i paid for this yeah get imports back then that's mad i know so basically i remember it coming out and sort of looking over going oh it doesn't look quite as good but they're they're, they're raving about it over there going no i've got the uh the arcade sort of classic here don't want that yeah and then I think the second one come out, and mm. that one was real gangbusters. You you couldn't really deny it at that point that Mega Drive had the better, you know, scroll. And these games, these were huge back yeah. then. These, yeah, these like side scrolling. Dime a dozen, weren't they? It was tons like, of them. Oh mate, tons of them. But you know, the cream rise to the top, and this this these two. We'll get into more of it, but this this was you know up there for anyone. We've like you know four or five of the very best on that sixteen bit era, which was you know full of as you say full to the brim of these side scrollers yeah what happened to these this genre like the brawler or the side scrolling beat em up was it do you think the introduction of 3d like in the playstation and n64 era sort of killed it off because it was difficult to make a game from that perspective and once 3d happened people were like hang on i ain't going back to this 2d bollocks what what happened to these beat em ups why do they seemingly disappear from from public once the yeah the playstation and n64 kicked off that's a good question mate i think and it also feels like they sort of peaked and mm. floundered on this in this era 16 bit you know there was done a bunch on the old 8-bit consoles with a city ransom double dragon obviously yeah uh kung i don't know kung fu there's a bunch of them and then they they finally got to a point here where they kind of look like their arcade um cousins you had like turtles in time or i guess yep. all the turtle ones brilliant this one there was a really good batman returns i think on super nintendo mm. but then yeah they just did not they didn't exist really on the next like console generation they, they i think there might be one or two i can't even remember any to be honest yeah i guess yeah the advent of 3d i guess they are more simplistic games oh, you know yeah. they kind of button bashy i mean not to say they're not fun but i guess games just moved on and like a 2d fighter you know the the inputs and things it's a much more technical experience than this which you know i guess they were designed originally just to swallow your 20ps and keep you coming back for more really weren't they very true yeah it's interesting that even with this 2020 release of streets of rage 4 Think of all the tech that's come and gone since the last Streets of Rage, like in the in the nineties, and yet still 
the DNA of Streets of Rage 4 is that it's a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up. Like, they haven't gone down the 3D route. They've obviously graphically gone for some excellent art direction and managed to harness that side of things. But the general formula is still the same. Um, it feels like because the, the genre almost disappeared for a while that people were open to seeing uh, this back. I mean, it's not going to win any Game of the Year awards, I wouldn't have thought, but it's certainly going to be something that when people look back on 2020, those that played it probably thought, yeah, that really brought back almost the whole genre that seemed like it was gone for good. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, they've definitely gone for a kind of it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of deal. In, in fact, probably my one criticism of this game is it's, you know, overly safe. Like it feels very much, apart from the updated graphics, everything else about it could have come straight out of that, you know, previous era. They've not really taken any risks or, you know, combined it with any other kind of gameplay mechanics. And they've just given people what they want, I guess. Yeah. Yes, but it, I've enjoyed it. I mean, we'll get on to Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, um, I'd, I'd agree with a, a lot of that there. But, so the original trilogy, did you have you played through... I'm sure you've played two. Like Everyone seems to have played two because that's the that's the king one. But do you, do you remember playing one or even three like back in the day? I, yeah, I've played one and two. Yep. I don't know whether I had completed... I, like I said, I was much... I, this would have been around friends' houses and whatnot, yeah. borrowed. So definitely played them and definitely yeah, enjoyed them and, you know, remember certain levels. But, yeah, I'm much more on the other side of the fence on this. So, like, I, I remember all the rival games much better. I just yeah. know that I kind of... Yeah, like I said earlier, I would look over with envy at these ones. But <laughs> I don't understand how you've played these. You're a kid. Like, how old were you when these came out? When did you get your little hands on them? Sort of so, donated down into Wakering, I'm guessing. Yeah, like, so. I, I, again, this there's a master system that just seemed like it appeared in the house. Yeah, so that had, uh, had packed in. I think it had packed in Alex the Kid, one of them. Anyway, that was just that just appeared in the house one day. I don't have any memories to how that got there. But what's <laughs> interesting is for Streets of Rage, um, the original they released on Mega Drive and Master System. And I had the Master System version because we didn't have a Mega Drive when this was roaring around. So I, I didn't played... even know that was a thing, mate. No, I, I, okay. I definitely played the much more watered-down version of it um, back in the day. And it is, it is quite a lot different. Obviously, graphically, it's it's a lot a lot's been removed to, to make it fit on those consoles and onto the, the Master System. It's a much easier game because I was racking my brains up until recently. I was thinking, how did I, how did I clock Streets of Rage, given how poor I was back then and how little my patience level was for like losing and stuff? And having played the Vintage Collection, which I'll get onto in a moment, like recently, and then looking back at a long playthrough of the original Streets of Rage on the Master System, like they stripped back the AI massively. Like, there are tactics you can use in the Master System version that just don't fly in the Mega Drive version. Like right. You, you can just kind of just... There's two... There's, like, some bosses where you can just sort of just do the flying kick over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, that doesn't work on the, master, the Mega Drive because they circle around and try and get behind you and stuff. So it was definitely a much more watered-down version of it. Um, and then Streets of Rage 2, I think Paper had the Mega Drive first, and he had that. So right. we, me and him completed it probably 50 times over the course of years because back then you just sort of played the same game over and over again. Um, and even despite completing it on like normal difficulty with no added lives, when we found out you could go in the options and add lives, we added the lives and went back and made it even easier for ourselves. <laughs> so it was, it was one of those deals. And then Streets of Rage 3 I didn't even play back in the day. 
so it was only one and two that I sort of got the the 90s feel for and and three I recently played on the Sega Vintage Collection which is available on Xbox One I think it's a backwards compatibility title so it's one of those it is in fact so um, God bless the Xbox for putting backwards compatibility in their machines unlike Sony who struggled with the basics there but yeah. When did free come out then? Do you know? I'm guessing that's, that was probably you know at the very end of the Mega Drive's life cycle, right? Yeah, I don't know. Let me. I'll look it up if we um if we can sort of babble just incoherently for a few moments. But '94, it came Bloody, out. Oh yeah, I mean like, that feels late because I think I was on PlayStation and N64 by '95, maybe. Is that right? Yeah, it wouldn't have been far off. Like Streets of Rage Two was '92, '93, depending on you area yeah and then og was 91 92 in many systems what's interesting here actually is the the master system version of the first one didn't come out till 93 so i was well behind the curve playing that jesus i just looked here though it actually for a master system game looks pretty nice yeah it was certainly one of the nicer looking games that's probably why i kept playing it over and over again but yeah had a lot missing, yeah. December 1994 was the PlayStation original. In fact, I think that's one of our tiebreakers for the quiz one year. Uh, it may have been last year's one. So, yeah, it come out towards the back end free, which is probably why I missed it. Plus, back then for me, I didn't really have a choice in what games I got. They just either got handed over or just appeared. So yep. there wasn't really any choice in what I had. <laughs> uh, you just kind of got what you were given. If you got lucky, then you got lucky. And then on that weird thing where I went over to an Amiga 500 after this for like two years. So I was playing through <laughs> all the crap that you could get on the floppy disk back then. Um, but yeah, I, I recently replayed through the, the free games on the vintage collection before diving into four, just to see what they were like. Obviously, Streets of Rage OG... I was actually quite hard. It was a lot harder than I remember because I was playing it on the easy console, basically. But st- still a good game in its own right. Holds up well. Decent playthrough. Streets of Rage 2 is the daddy. Um, definitely not as challenging as the OG one, which I found much more palatable because I wasn't really up for a big challenge at this stage. I wanted them done so I could play yeah. four. Soundtrack, obviously the pinnacle here. It's really good in, in OG, but it's in a league of its own for for... Streets of Rage 2. In my eyes, this is the best beat em up of the era. Like co op, lovely levels, great bosses, brisk, like you can get through it in like an hour, hour and a half. You can turn the challenge up if you need it, but certainly a, a great playthrough. And those two games together make a, a great sort of double package for the genre. Then we get to Streets of Rage 3. So I hadn't played this at all. And this is easily the most controversial one of the series. So the DNA of Streets of Rage is still there. So gameplay is mostly unchanged. Like, I don't know if you remember, like when you used to use a special back then, it would penalise you with a bit of health. It would take a bit of health off you. In free, they introduced a really cool mechanic where that would charge, your special would charge. And if it was a full charge, you could use it without the penalty. Um, if your charge wasn't full, you could still use it, but then the health penalty was applied like it was in the older games. So if you were smart with it, you could use the specials without being, you know, losing your health, which I thought was... And how are you charging that for you, like, fighting the enemies? It's just the time. It's not a cooldown. I didn't didn't know it's any sort of, oh, it goes faster if you start, you know, wiping out people. It just seemed like it was on, like, 30 seconds, 45-second cooldown, um, and it was there. All time limits were removed as well. 
which I mean, they weren't really a factor, though, were they? Not really, or no. Were, or I don't know. Were Streets they? Streets of Rage One, I had, I died once because I ran out of time. Um, obviously, it doesn't end the game; it just resets you, and yeah. the, you don't lose any progress on the boss or whatever you're on. Streets of Rage Two, you breeze through, but yeah, I mean, a pointless introduction, really. Again, is that a carryover from arcade coin ops? Like, if you run out of time, that's it; it just ends it. I don't know. You'll have to tell me on that one, but wasn't needed, taken out. Oh, yeah, I never understood that. And also, like, why these games have a score. Mm. Never really made much sense to me. No one, no one gave... It's all carried over, isn't it, from arcades? Yeah. Like, right, let's just get this on the home consoles. It doesn't make much sense. Um, yeah, but I did, I did enjoy putting my name at the top of the leaderboard against no one else. That was a, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a great moment. Um, then they also have Branching Paths. Cool. Within the campaign, mate, Hello. it's, it's okay. insane. There's there's two paths you can end up taking, and this depends. It's not a choice. It depends if you're successful or unsuccessful in completing an objective about halfway into the game. Okay. And then once you go down one of the paths, there's like normally like two endings per path. Um. So overall, you could say there's like four endings for the game. Um, yeah. And depends on also how how efficiently you finish the final boss that that reflects an outcome. But like as I say all this, it sounds like okay they're trying to move this probably at this stage a bit of a stale genre forward, adding in like quite not groundbreaking but stuff that I wouldn't expect to see in a beat 'em up game, for example. Um, you could unlock additional characters that you fought within the game, so that's quite cool. None of the other Streets of Rage had that, I think, outside of being able to sort of cheat um, or hack it. So many aspects, they they had some decent ideas. Um, this sounds, uh, just to cut in, um, yeah. a bit like, so I was a huge uh, Double Dragon fan, mm. and uh, Double Dragon 1 was very much like the arcade. Double Dragon 2 and the NES was like two-player this time. It was yeah. a really good game. Again, like pinnacle of that series. 3 sounds very much like Street, well, I say that. I think Streets Rage 3 is a lot better. So in Double Dragon Three, you had you started off with your character. Yeah. You had one life, and then you were dead. But then, like as you fought the bosses, they would become like they would join your team essentially. Right. So then you would have all these different characters. And what? again, I think there was a couple of branching storylines. Right. So I wonder if they took because this is probably ninety one. So maybe yeah. they took some inspiration from that. I mean, that was a travesty of the game, though. To be honest, it was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Fucking like bastard hard as well oh, but the, uh yeah sorry you'll get to bastard hard when we talk about streets of rage 3 like in some ways i've, I've said all that good stuff and it sounds like they're, they're great things to be putting the the genre forward but i think some of the appeal in the beat em up genre at least for the first two is like their simplicity like pick up play clock done like have your fun with it trying to trying to make it too complicated i think kind of hurts it a little bit because the simplicity, I think, is what's appealing to some of these games. Certainly when I was looking at Streets of Rage 4, I was like, that's going to be a reasonably like easy play for I'm probably going to enjoy it. So let's just, yeah. let's, just, let's just go for it. But along with all these these changes they'd made and additions, they made a number of negative changes that seemed to only really affect the English language releases. And it completely undoes any of the goodwill that may have been built up with these sort of new bits and pieces they've added. So, first of all, like just an aesthetic thing, the clothing for the, the three returning heroes, which is Axel, Blaze, and Sammy, uh, they were altered from the original colours seen in the Streets of Rage game. So, Axel's got like a little yellow tank top on, 
And on on all the cover art, on all the cutscenes, he's got like a white tank top on. It's like, why are you doing that? Like pointless. <laughs> like you buy the game. I, I, this is quite common in our found of old games back in the day. You'd buy a game, character would have like red shirt on, then you put it on and it's blue, and you're like, what's going on here? Why is there a disconnect? That's a minor thing anyway. Uh, all the female characters wore less revealing outfits, so they obviously tightened up on that area. Didn't think the, the Western audience would appreciate that. They removed yeah. a sub-boss called Ash uh, for good reason, probably in hindsight. Like, he's a gay character. Well, he's a gay stereotype. That's the reason why they removed it. So he's like prancing around like his hands you know you know the classic like 90s what you what how gay people were perceived so probably the right decision to remove him in hindsight some people say well no you should have the gay character in but i think when they're pigeon you do realize like that he's gay no because he's not all that <laughs> exactly <laughs> fucking hell sega of europe literally uh, on it i know right. yeah it's, it's probably this is american really i think it's about sega america oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah makes sense so he, he got taken out of it rightly or wrongly um, they changed the voice effect, and the big one w- was Axel's catchphrase of Grand Upper, um, when he does a blitz. That was replaced with Bare Knuckle, which was what the game was called in Japan, so that didn't make sense. So that, right, why is it right, saying Bare yeah. Knuckle now? Um, they changed the plot of the game, so the English version doesn't make much sense because they cut a load of cutscenes from it and other bits of pieces like references to certain enemies. So it's it feels like it's cobbled together the story, doesn't really make sense. And then, the biggest sin of them all, I hate it when games do this, the overall difficulty of the English version was altered that made the, the normal difficulty significantly more difficult than the Japanese's hard version. So, the normal difficulty was, was ramped right up to about as high as you could probably get the AI to. And the rumour is they did this to stop people from buying it for a weekend at, or sorry renting it for a weekend at say blockbusters and then trading it in and then right. done with it like it was it is a bastard hard experience and in the end because of the the technology that you're afforded in these sort of this in this vintage collection you can save anywhere you want i was saving after i'd done like a good room like if i cleared a room with hardly any damage i right, save it there and just reloading each time there's no way i could have got through this normally without doing that with the amount of lives you get so that's annoying to, to sit through and play through that. Also, I thought, actually, I'm going to put this one down to easy because I've heard they've tried to like stifle me and you can't complete the game on easy. It ends after stage five saying, oh, we must try harder. Perhaps look, at the di- <laughs> perhaps look at the difficulty is the way to do it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So yeah, got, that's a classic move. That, again, yeah. o- only in the Western version, not in the Japanese versions, fine. So there is a bit more, but this for me just made the the game completely bastardised and and, and shit all over it. And it wasn't an enjoyable experience. The unforgivable one for me is the difficulty setting. So, yeah, had like some steps that could be considered forward. But then if you're playing it in America, if you're playing it over here in the UK, no Japanese import version, just like pure Western, you're getting a completely subpar experience, which is a shame so weird that they do choose to do that like it, again it's ain't broke why are you fixing it like they're not people enjoyed it, the first two i'm assuming no one was complaining and as you say these games i know like gaming was very different it wasn't though was it they still had rpgs and things actually yeah so but yeah these games were like an arcade experience you know quick 
20 minutes to like what one hour and a half max mm-hmm. you know you I, you, you want to no make save points so you get to finish it or turn yeah, it off exactly i feel like these games live on die on their like sort of level design and then like the boss yeah. characters that you always have like a favorite or you know there might be one or two that are particularly hard and yeah big battle and you know you're doing well if you can get through them without losing a life but yeah it's weird that they've chose to do this there's one stage where there's a boss from streets of rage 2 like one of the early bosses yeah, but they couldn't just leave it at that. They they pit you against six of them, and <laughs> and one of them one of them's the main boss. So you have to try and yeah. kill him. He's got the most bosses. And then every time you kill one of the the minion bosses, which are the same, um, another one just replaces them. So until you get rid of that that big Jesus. bastard, it's honestly. <laughs> I was getting so fucked off trying to play through this because I really wanted to play four and then my little head, little Ronnie was going, no, you've got to finish these three first, sort of get the full story. And then that happened and I was like, this is bollocks. And in the end, like I said, I resorted to save scumming because <laughs> I was like, fuck, yeah, fuck it's you. There, if it's there, I'm going to use exactly. it now. Yeah. Fucking hell. But yeah, what an interesting little journey Streets of Rage has had. Looking back, like one and two, solid games, great games, then three sort of just music wise is a step backwards. Like they went for like a more of an experimental type jobby, which was just a bit of a failure in, in many people's eyes. I didn't think it was as engaging. And then all these little cuts and changes and whatnot just made it for a, a bit of a shit experience. If I'm honest. Do they expand like the character roster and stuff like people you can be, or is it just different characters through different games? Um, so you've got the three that are in two. So Axel blaze and Sammy, then you've got this chap called Zen, who's like a new character. And um, what's quite good, cool, actually, is each character, normally they have like speed, strength, and something else, like a jump, I think it was, like jumping ability. And they all had like different stats. Um, yeah. In this one, they introduced reach. So oh, okay. the yeah, characters yeah, have different sense. reaches. And, and Zen's like the reach character. He's got like the top bar for that. So you can kind of mix it up with your play styles and bits and pieces like that. The unlockable characters, I think one of them was that Ash. I think you can do it via some sort of code or cheat. Um, but there's also a kangaroo that you can unlock and, and, and other unlockables throughout it. And then you can replay as them. But, yeah, not really a, a swan song for the series. And for many years, the, the, as I said, the genre seemed to go away. I was expecting there to be like a 3D version of it, but it never materialised. Apparently, there's one in the works that kind of just didn't work. So it got canned. And then we had to wait to 2020 to get our hands on Streets of Rage 4 via Xbox Game Pass. So, first of all, what did you make of Streets of Rage 4? Yeah, I mean, I, was, I, mean, I, I don't know if I was excited to see it coming out. I was, like, curious. And then, uh, yeah, when uh, I think someone in the DIMP group put it in the group to say that there it is on Game Pass, and I was like, Jesus. Yep. So downloaded it day one or two, and uh, away we go. I, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Like I said, I think my only criticism is the fact. I mean, I don't know what they could do. I mean, I don't want it to be some sort of Metroidvania, but I just thought with like 20 years of hindsight, they might be able to just you know wave in some cool new little features. Whereas I think they chose they chose like a it's an odd art style. It's really nice. It's kind of like. Mm really like vibrant comic book i guess i don't really know how to how to describe it to be honest yeah um but it plays much the same i mean you've played the the actual games much more recently than me but it played exactly like i expect these games to play like speed wise you know level design wise uh yeah everything's there i think 
there's a lot of unlockable characters there's a lot of like nostalgia hits which i guess you can talk more about because you were sort of going oh there's monkey man and i was like who the fuck's monkey man joe i didn't really recognize him but that's all in there for the fans so um yeah i mean i I guess you might as well tell us a bit more about it all because i didn't really know what was going on if i'm honest yeah i thought it was an excellent sort of return to form for like one of the favored beat-em-up you know games that that been there in the 90s um they gameplay wise you can play it exactly like the old ones and not notice too much different they added a few little bits like you could rather than when you knock characters off screen like previously if you hit them with a big move and they sort of went on their back if they were going off screen they'd go off screen and you wanted to see them again on this one they sort of hit the screen and stay within your viewpoint which allows you to juggle which you can get a few extra hits in keep your combo going um, there's some cool double team moves that you can do. I don't think me and you successfully did any on purpose. We did a few by accident that looked cool. Like I was that massive geezer and I threw him through one to you and then you sort of like pile drove him into the floor and I was like, cool, that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely by accident. I'm sure there's some really cool things you can do there. Um, the specials that we've talked about on Streets of Rage 3 having a change, they tweaked it again here so you can use it and there is a, there is a health penalty but you can earn back that health if you deal damage before getting hit. So it's Bloodborne-esque, isn't it? I it that. certainly was, yeah. Yeah, I remember so that. That's, that's a nice little little touch there. Um, we had some network issues, and network issues were reported. Um, I played through again with Adkins a week or so later and didn't have close to the amount of trouble that me and you had. So I don't know whether Wakerin Internet was to blame there. There was no patch that went in between there and then, but... It was a relatively smooth experience going through that. Yeah, we but dropped out a bunch of times, didn't we? I we think, got, to be honest, to be fair to the game, I think that might have been my internet. It seems to get a bit worse the following couple of weeks and then recovered itself. So, uh, so that master socket you was fiddling with kept trying to go against yeah. the engineer's sort of wishes. That's what happens. Open reach, know what they're doing, mate. Well, I'm with Shell Internet, so <laughs> that's that's your problem right there. Don't, that, don't get your internet from a company that's known for petroleum. <laughs> Although I found out the other day, it's actually just talk talk. They just nick their, you know, piggyback off them. It's just a different company running the same shit. Happens with the mobile operators, isn't it? It's tons. There's only three of those, I think, or four of those in the UK, but there's dozens of firms. Yeah, I remember when I met you, I had a Tesco mobile. Wouldn't let let me live that down. I said, oh, it's free, isn't it? And they were like, well, Tesco's, go and get your little little Little. mobile phone. Dude, I mean, this, if this hadn't come on Game Pass, do you think there's any chance you'd have even considered it? It, it retailed at, at £22.50, so 20-odd UK pounds. Would it have even got a sniff in without some sort of Game Pass or, or discount? No. That's pretty... <laughs> at 22 quid, that's pretty... Like, for what is what? Hey, unlockables. You can unlock all those characters. Do you know like... what? If this is your... If this, was your, if this was your thing growing up... Oh, yeah. Fine. I mean, 20 quid's not bad for, what, three hours play? I don't know what it... We, we ran through it, and you could probably do it in significantly less than that if you 
you get through without dying. Or internet fucking dropping out every other level. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not saying it's like price too high. It's probably, I mean, maybe more like $16.99 would be a sweet spot. Yeah. But I would say that if you're if this was your game growing up, you're going to love this. Like it's well worth going back. Is there a physical or is it only? There was like a special physical. You know they do. I love those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it got like an old school cartridge, all that stuff. But yeah, gone now. Well gone. Yeah, and the thing is, if they're giving that away, you're probably paying a little bit more as well. Oh yeah, it's not that... just the standard. Yeah, uh, 50, 60, um, 70 quid. Yeah, so it would be a no for me personally, but I don't think it's mispriced. I think that's a fair price. How about you? Yeah, no, I think that definitely having it on Game Pass meant there's no excuse not to play it early. It was there day and date, so we weren't going to lose anything by going in early doors. And yeah, had it had it been, okay, purchase it or wait a little while, I definitely would have waited for the first sale. Um, yeah. And that's not to say in hindsight that it's not worth the money, but just at that time it wasn't on the radar to be picked up and played through day one but honestly that game pass is such a smart i mean i don't know how much it might not be smart it might be a financial nightmare for alan to try and deal with his fucking hemorrhaging money but as a consumer i struggle to see things that are are as good as that value wise in terms of these subscription services in the gaming market like Microsoft exclusives or Xbox exclusives, whatever they want to call them nowadays, are on PC as well. Day and date, they come on there, and you get a sprinkling of like little third-party surprises, like Streets of Rage being their day one. I can't get over how good it's been, really, this last sort of eighteen months. No, and is there any like heads up on that? Because I feel like that just drops, and someone told me I had no inkling that that was coming up. I'm... If you well, you got the Dimp Group, which we're always chatting about it. But if you course, download yeah. the the Game Pass app, it will send a push it, notification right. out saying coming soon, blah 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 blah. And it also give you what's also good about it is it will say leaving soon is X. So if you was thinking of playing, it gives you a little bump. Say oh shit, better better jump on that and finish it. Um, so yeah, it's a really smart service. But whether it's financially good, I don't know. But it's definitely something to consider when next generation rolls around that's oh, 100 percent. i think like there's two ways of looking at it. if you haven't got a lot of money mm. like any like a xbox live and then that and you can always get it at a discount as well for like you know three months yep. increments yep. like you're paying next to nothing you've always got what 100 games on there and as you say yeah. you've got all the first party stuff you've got a really good i mean red dead 2 is on there now isn't it taking over from gta <laughs> it's crazy loads of little indie games like it's a really good mix and then the other thing is if you're just not sure what you want to play again same thing really for the price of like one full price game you've got yourself three months or more mm. you know a hundred different games to fuck around on if you don't like i started a couple of games my friend pedro untitled yeah. goose game which i'll probably go back to i mean i just you know knocked around with them for a couple of hours didn't matter i was like oh, i'll come back to that it's fine like so good so so good yeah no, definitely definitely a great service um going back to streets of rage 4 like mm-hmm. the the levels felt, it felt like they were a bit smaller chunk. I don't know if I'm right in saying that, but the way that they were kind of put together, they felt like they were smaller in their length. I don't know if you agree with that sentiment, but they felt like there's there's a bit more of them, but they were perhaps some of them were really short. I remember getting through and thinking, Jesus, is that it? I was going to say there's a couple where you was on the boss, or well, it felt like within a couple of minutes and probably ten enemies. Like yeah. it's a couple of them are really small, um, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I guess there's a lot packed in. There's a couple of really good ones. That prison level 
really stood out to me. There was like a riot yeah, going yeah. on. So you had like I the see. guards fighting the uh, the prisoners. I don't yeah. know how they're getting let out of the cells, which I is see. good. So you can let them sort of take each other out a bit and then just mop up. Yes. Um, also, like a lot of secrets. I mean, I don't know if you would find them normally, but a bit of reading up afterwards. Yeah. Um, on like three or four of the stages, there'll be like a like an arcade. You'd be on a pier. There'll be a few arcade machines. If you can find this like taser and taser the machine, that'll warp you into like a boss fight from like the games. Again, this is where Joe's like knowledge was coming in handy. <laughs> Got um, to take on Ultimate Warrior, the ripoff, yeah, brand, the little wrestler bunch of them that was really good so we done that afterwards and there's a lot of like hidden characters here as well like i don't know how many in total but you've got old like, iterations of the main cast so you yeah. can have like a 16 bit axel ra- roaring around and he's like really nice crack he looks well out of place but <laughs> that's all good fun as well yeah i mean there's tons to unlock I and mean, a lot of it's just from putting time in there's no specific like achievements or requirements just that when you play through it you get like a lifetime accumulation of xp and then when you get to a new stage of that you unlock a new character so for those that want all that they can do that and um soundtrack's obviously a big part of what made streets of rage in particular too like a great game i thought they'd done a really good job here with the the soundtrack sort of like a modern mix like still quite funky and really just fit the tone of this like neo lit lovely designed art style that was going on plus all the carnage that was kicking off agreed i mean to be honest i played it quite a bit of a sound down because i was meant to be at work but from what i did here it was nice can we just actually because i don't really know what to say about this but what i do want to touch on is the uh the storyline oh yeah uh yeah it's pretty interesting (laughs) concept they went for (laughs) so do you want to well, tell us what was going on there. You played it twice. You probably know it's quite, you know, layered. So uh, the storyline is told through what are they called nowadays? Like, um, fucking like little comic book kind yeah. of. I can't. There's a certain word for people. Little comic book sort of like not voiced little strips that come out and yeah. I mean, you're t- you're <laughs> I'm not sure the story's all that good, but they never are in these games. They they have a go at it. Um, it gets you from one area to the other. It I'm pretty much forgotten it, if I'm honest. That's the kind of level. Wasn't it somebody trying to control people's minds with music? Yeah. That's what got me. Uh, I was like, this yes, is amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's the level of sort of ridiculousness you're dealing with. So don't come into this expecting, right, let's get the Last of Us levels of storytelling and the sort of character depth and relationship. But these characters, like Axel feels real. No, 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 no. This is an over-the-top old school beat em up game with on par probably worse sort of madness storyline than resident evil series like i've never heard of anything like that sort of mind control for music although if it, you know i actually think of all the things like looking back at the games like that could make sense one day someone developing a little tune that sort of just rewires your brain slightly so maybe it's ahead of its time in that sense i don't know I remember when I used to play these games, like these are some of the first games I played as a kid and I could never get, I never understood like game design. So in my head, I was like, why doesn't the last boss just send all his minions out to get me level one? I was like, I can never understand why he's like sprawled them out over the city and giving me a fighting chance. I'm like, nah, just, just send them all out at once. But, 
Well, this well, one, there is kind of like a, like a de- development to it. Like, you're not starting out chasing down the main antagonist, which is like, which is Mr. X's son and daughter. Like, you don't start out doing that. It's just that it's, it's all kicking off and they need to try and sort the problem. So it's as you go through this, the, the levels that you're trying to find X people to figure out what's going on and where these, why these people are starting to cause ruckus again. So it kind of, I think this one, it, you, they almost get away with it. I mean, there's, there is a stage where you kind of know it's them and then at that point, yes, yeah, send everyone you can at them. Um, but <laughs> that's a good point. Like, especially like early doors, Streets of Rage 1 and 2, you're clearly going after like Mr. X. It's like, why is he not just sending, like he did in 3, putting six fucking flying characters, like bosses in one go. Maybe that's what 3 was. That was the pinnacle of what he was asking for, just making it fast <laughs> and hard throughout the entire thing. So I don't, I'm not convinced properly, like gameplay-wise, that was worth a worthwhile endeavour. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on was the difficulty level. We just left it on normal, didn't put it up on hard. And when you when you finish the game, you can unlock like a, an old school mode where if you run out of lives, it ends. There's no save states because in this game, as a normal vanilla playthrough, <clears throat> if you lose all your lives, you just go back to the start of that level. You don't go back to the start of the game. So it's quite forgiving in that sense, which I thought for a modern game is the right decision, but. I mean, you, you died in the final boss and so had to leave me to mop it up, but how did you find sort of jumping back into this game? You promised me that this was like, oh, this is my wheelhouse, I'm kind of used to all this, and yet on all the scores I was sort of beating you other than like a couple, so I'm not sure what was quite going on there. I think you're being kind, mate. I think it was across the board still, still <laughs> poor, really. Yeah, I just don't think I'm as good as I ever thought I was. Yeah, yeah I thought it was pitched about right, because yeah, you're right, I did die a few times, and we both did, maybe had to restart one level perhaps, but overall... Mm. Like, you just wouldn't want it to be like those old games. You can't be dealing with that level of frustration now and replaying stuff, so... Mate, bloody fucking From Software brought it back. Different, different, (laughs) different mindset, different mechanics. Like, oh, this is just fun. Like, you don't want it to be rock hard. And and it spikes in the right places. A couple of bosses are hard. Little, like, boss rush thing, I think, like, towards the end. And then the final boss was pretty hard as well. Yeah. but no, I, I think they, they pitched it about perfectly, if I'm honest, for a modern game. And then you've got the sort of harder settings, like you said, if you do want to go down that route, it's there for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, you could give this to like your your kid or your nephew or whatever and play along and yeah. they'd be happy with this. Like, as a, you know, as like frustration levels are like completely limited. and It's nice. I thought it was about right. How about you? Yeah, no, I thought it was about right for what I was looking for. I, I enjoyed the fact that the combat was kind of like a good blend between being simple but there's also some depth to it as well like there's a lot of combos that you can fill up and and complete by using the environment and being a bit more smarter but if you do just want to go in there and mash it which is what we kind of did you can do that and there's, there's a cool bit in one of the levels where we smashed a, it was in the lift going up and we smashed the window um that was like a panel on the side of the the lift and that opened up the ability for me just to pick people up and throw them out without having to sort of beat them up I liked that the environment played a part in some of the, the games and made things slightly easier. Or, in, in fact, slightly harder, because when me and Adkins did that, we both fell out the side about four times and lost all our lives quite quickly. So you still got to keep your wits about you, for sure. That's perfect. And to be honest, that, that's what I was kind of trying to sort of get, like, home in on at the beginning. That was the only thing I was probably looking for more of, some more clever little things like that, yeah. perhaps. You know, just picking things from, like, the best of these games and 
you know, adding them in. But I guess that's just not the streets of Rage world, maybe. Like, doesn't need to be too clever. No, no. I mean, they've got the other addition they made was like, you get like a super super, like you pick up a star on a level. And I think you may start with one to start with, um, but you can pick them up if you you know, break all the boxes and do a bit more of environmental searching. And when you hit this button, it's like a devastating offensive move. Um, you can miss it, which I did a few times, which is annoying, but they've kind of added that in as like a super move to get you out of trouble. I think we used to save ours to when we got to a boss, then just unload on it early doors to try and get the upper hand. But you mentioned the, the, the simplicity maybe is what the charm is for, for streets of rage. Could they, if they decide to go for a sequel, could they do something like, oh, let's add some unlockables or gear or things like that where you can sort of enhance the character you've chosen with perhaps new moves or new specials? Is that anything that would interest you in this game or would it kind of break the the flow of what these games are? Because you, you kind of blast through a level and you're back in the action within 90 seconds, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. So, what, I guess they've got, yeah, it's all either gear upgrades and things like it be more weapon-based you know, with then like degradable gear or whatever that could work. I think what I was looking for or what I would look for in a sequel is just more like environmental fun. Yeah. You know, like it's not the same because it's a bit more cartoony, but there was one of the turtle games where you used to be able to throw enemies at the screen. Like, in, you know, <laughs> you use like 3d graphics to like splat them against the screen. Yeah. You don't really want to see that in this, but things are like that. Like you said about the glass elevator mm. or maybe just some kind of like more, your creative environments things moving but again it's i guess it's streets of rage you know you, you want to be on a grim street that's the whole point so maybe i'm just getting a bit criticizing it when there's no need to criticize here it does what it says on the tin and should be yeah. happy with that but no i think it's good and to be honest if they were to make continue the series now i'd be you know well up for that mm, yeah same here i'd be up for that as well last thing and then we'll, we'll close it down we haven't spoken too much about the characters i kind of stuck to just one character throughout um, but you were jumping around all over the place, sort of trying out Axel, then trying out Blaze, then trying out another sort of newer girl who I can't remember her name. But how did you find sort of using different characters? Was there much of a difference in gameplay and how you'd have to approach situations? Or again, is it just like you can still mash it and get through it? No problem. Yeah, no, I thought there was quite a bit of difference, especially, like you said, with, like, the range on them. I don't mm. know if that was, like, an actual stat on this game, but it, it definitely felt like it, and especially with the more, like, higher-level moves. Like, with one of them, like, the the other girl, I forget her name as well, yeah. but, like, I missed that special loads of times where I was trying to clear it out, and, yeah. you know, they literally, people had to be, like, you know, two frames in front of you, otherwise it's game over, you're missing it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. And I think, cause to be fair, I think I think that might have gone into it. You were this absolute tank for the majority. <laughs> and uh, he was wiping people out left and right. Like, I think, I feel like he, the power definitely kind of worked in your favour there. Yeah. Um, he, he was horrendously slow, but if you got near someone oh, yeah. and picked them up, they were dead. Like, he could just absolutely devastate people. So it was a balance of trying to avoid weapons being thrown at you or whatever and and getting getting in close and doing some damage and just having to sort of tank it out but yeah i enjoyed playing as him i was just wondering because i didn't get to get really get a chance to delve into the other characters whether there's much difference but it sounds like they've done a good job of making them all feel pretty unique i think so yeah if i was up for you know if this game if, you know if i was a, i didn't have as many games to play basically and was going through this again you could easily get some replay value out of doing it yeah yeah you know with somebody else absolutely Right. Did you play through the same character with Adkins as well? No, I think I went for either Axel or Blaze second time. Right. 
I sort of okay. put, put my foot down on one of those. I was like, right, need to be one of those people. But yeah, I didn't play through with the, the tank fella again, even though it was good fun. Like I wanted to try something else um, for sure. Time for some recommendations. So we've got the thumbs up and thumbs down here. Either double thumbs up, single thumbs up, neutral, one down, two down. What would you give Streets of Rage 4? It's it's long-awaited return and sequel to a masterful trilogy sitting there in the 90s, bringing back the beat-em-up era. What are we doing for a recommendation of Streets of Rage 4? The irony is that even though I was kind of anti the new scoring system, it, I remember it much better. So the yeah. fact you had to remind me, it was no need. But right. there it's, it's, it is. it's the audience in it. They're the ones that forget. they're not bright this lot. Like the patrons Streets. that we have, definitely like the brightest <laughs> people on earth. But these sort of just like freeloaders, like come on, you have to fucking say everything twice. You have to keep saying at the beginning of every episode, there's patron there, and they still don't fucking do it. Cretans on the free feed. <laughs> oh, can I can I have this? How much is it? It's free. Yeah, I'll take it. Fucking cunts. Um, right, Streets of Rage 4. All consoles, I feel like. Not sure if it's on Switch. I think yeah. it is, though. Yeah. Yeah. This this is your sort of classic 2D scroller. It's got everything you'd want. Five or six levels, unlockable characters, great boss battles, two-player cooperative play. It ticks all the boxes. I don't know if I was sounding a bit negative on it, because I'm not. I'm just saying, like, look, this could have just rounded it out. Mm. So with that in mind... This game, Streets of Rage 4, gets one thumb up for me. Yep, I'm going to follow suit and give it one thumb up as well. I think it's a it's a great return to form for the, the beat-em-up genre and it, ha- it hits all the nostalgic points that I was hoping it would do and introduces some kind of new aspects that people will, will better dig their teeth into. If you've never tried a beat-em-up, which some people, depending on your age, may not have done, because like we said, they seem seemingly, in high-profile situations, were gone. I'm sure there was indie games. I think there's like something Russia that was that came out not long ago that was they were saying, oh, I suck a little bit of a beat-em-up coming back. But if you've not seen or played one of these before, this is a great game to dive in on because it it's a, it's a modern-looking game, looks great, great soundtrack, gameplay solid. And you can lose yourself for a couple of hours, maybe three hours playing through it once or, or go back and revisit, unlock everything. Your choice, your own decisions. <laughs> so, yeah, one thumbs up from me for, for Streets of Rage 4. I think that's it, mate. That'll do for another episode Perfect. of Idle Game Chat. Uh, again, if you're listening, we'll be back here next Monday. Unless it falls on a bank holiday in the UK, that is one little clarification to put in there. So if I've said that and it's... And the next Monday is a bank holiday here in the UK. We're not going to be here. Day off for everyone. Um, don't work on bank holidays, not allowed. And then, um, yeah, we will be back next Monday. So thanks so much for your time. And ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.